Please be seated. To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message this morning is from the book of Acts. <clears throat> you heard it read before from Acts chapter 2. <clears throat> we hear these words. All the believers were filled with the Holy Spirit. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who ascended into heaven and then sent <clears throat> his Holy Spirit to us, my beloved. So today is Pentecost, when we celebrate the majesty of the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. It's a day called Pentecost because Pentecost means 50. <clears throat> well, before the Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit poured himself out on the disciples, Pentecost, Pente, was 50 days after Passover. Passover, 50 days, then they celebrated the Wheat Harvest Festival. Very important day, 50 days. For us, that's all changed because we don't celebrate Passover, we celebrate Easter. <clears throat> 50 days after Easter, we celebrate Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, because that was the day in which the Holy Spirit came on a Sunday. And so we see that there's red on the altar, as I mentioned before, only twice a year. Red, perhaps, because of fire. Red is the color of passion and emotion. Perhaps because the tongues of fire were on the heads of all the believers. And then uh, the another part of that happening on that first Pentecost, there was the sound of a wind. The sound like a tornado or a hurricane. But the curtains weren't moving. The disciples spoke in languages that they had never learned. They were the uneducated youpers from up north in Galilee. No university education, and yet all of a sudden they were speaking these foreign languages that they hadn't studied. But of course we recognize that wasn't the biggest miracle of Pentecost. It was when people believed through the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the church increased <clears throat> from 120 believers to 3,000. Kind of interesting when you take a look at the personality of the Holy Spirit. That the word for spirit, Holy Spirit, is the same words in the Bible for wind and air and breathe and breath. It's kind of interesting when Jesus visited his disciples on that Easter evening and all of a sudden he was there and it says he breathed on them, received the gift of the Holy Spirit, it's kind of interesting when it says Jesus breathed on his disciples. He was giving them the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them. The Greek word is emphysao. It's where we get the word emphysema. Lungs, you know, air. And the word for uh, spirit, Holy Spirit, is pneuma, where we get pneumonia. Air in the lungs. And um, the word for the Holy Spirit in the uh, Old Testament is ruach which means wind. So kind of a, a, a good explanation for the Holy Spirit because he's invisible. 
but he is like the wind and the air and breath and breathe. The wind is powerful, and the air is necessary for life. And breathing and breath is an indication that there's life there. The Holy Spirit's personality is also illustrated to us in the form of a dove because the dove came down from heaven at Jesus' baptism because, of course, the Holy Spirit is invisible. You can't see him, and he wanted people to know that he was there. It's kind of interesting also to know why uh, the Holy Spirit might have chosen a dove. Well, Noah let a dove off the uh, ark, you know, when he wanted to find out if the, the uh, waters were going down. But also, if you ever watch The Magician, a lot of times they'll pull doves out of little boxes and everything. You know why they use white doves? Because doves never bite. You can pop them on the, on the beak and they won't bite you back because they're peaceful, very peaceful. So it's a symbol of peace. Another thing that we have to mention on Pentecost Sunday is that the Holy Spirit is not just some emotion or passion of God. The Holy Spirit is a real person. That's the mystery of the triune God. Father, individual person. Son, Jesus Christ, individual person. Holy Spirit, individual person. And yet three in one, one in three, the mystery of the Trinity. Now what I'd like to do uh, this morning is do something a little bit different. <clears throat> Maybe many of you, many of you remember the, the movie, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It was in black and white, <clears throat> and they always show it around Christmas time. And it uh, stars Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed. And uh, Jimmy Stewart plays the part of George Bailey. And he's that businessman, gets all sorts of problems. And uh, finally, he says, I wish I had never been born. And of course, this is a fictional story. And then this fictional angel comes out of nowhere and shows George Bailey all the things that would not have happened if he had not been born. I'd like to try the same thing with the Holy Spirit this morning and think of all the things that would be missing if there were no Holy Spirit. First of all, without the Holy Spirit, there would be no world, there would be no universe. When God said, let there be light, the Holy Spirit was there too. It said the Spirit hovered over the face of the deep or he hovered over the waters. That's why we sang in the hymn, Creator Spirit, by whose aid the world's foundations first were laid. Holy Spirit is creator. It's kind of interesting, too. Uh, in the first uh, book of the Bible and throughout, in fact, the Old Testament, God is always spoken of as Elohim. You know what that is? That's a plural noun. Because God is plural and singular at the same time, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's why when God created man, he said, let us make man in our image. Secondly, mankind would not be here. When God formed Adam out of the dust, the ground of uh, the Garden of Eden there, then scripture says, he blew the breath of life into his nostrils. That's the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, there would be no Jesus. What do you mean, Pastor, there would be no Jesus? How can this be? The Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
Therefore, the holy child developing inside of you will be called the Son of God. The conception and the birth of Jesus Christ is a product of the Holy Spirit. And try to figure out, by the way, that virgin birth, the conception, it does not work out biologically no matter how you can possibly think about it. One, one uh, pastor said, you know how Mary got pregnant? She got pregnant through her ears because she listened to the promise of God that she would be the mother of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit, by the way, was sent by Jesus. Jesus said, if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit isn't going to come whom I'm going to send to you. And if the Holy Spirit were not sent, and then, by the way, uh, uh, um, Jesus told his disciples, too, the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth so that you'll remember all these things. How are the disciples going to remember all the things that Jesus did to write those words down? By divine inspiration of the Holy Spirit, whom Jesus sent. Without the Holy Spirit, no Bible. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. We call that divine inspiration. That's how we got the 66 books of the Bible, written over 16 centuries by 40 different authors. Without God's message, his message of love, his love letter to us, God would remain a stranger and a mystery to us. But he wanted to reveal himself to us, and so he did it on the pages of Holy Scripture so that every word written down was exactly what God wanted on those pages to reveal himself to you. And by the way, when you take a look at the Bible, no errors. It's totally inerrant. It's the only source of absolute truth that we have in the world. If no Holy Spirit, you wouldn't be here. If no Holy Spirit, you wouldn't want to be here. Because as Scripture says, everything in the Bible to those who do not believe is a bunch of foolishness. You were born enemies of God. By the grace of God, the Holy Spirit made you his, his children. You were called by the gospel. You actually believe that a carpenter, a kid that grew up to be a carpenter, died, actually came back to life. And he actually ascended into heaven. He's really ruling over all things. That's a miracle of the Holy Spirit. I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord nor come to him. But the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel. Thanks be to the Holy Spirit for your conversion, for your changing, for your regeneration, for your being reborn. Thanks be to God you were born physically, but then you were reborn a second time spiritually, converted from an unbeliever to a believer by the power of the Holy Spirit. No Holy Spirit, no offerings. No church building. No love for one another. No caring for children. No hot dog giveaways. No praise nights. Because all the good things that we do are products or fruits of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit changes our heart to believe in Jesus Christ and then we want to show others our love for our Savior and live according to His will. 
reminds me of the story that uh, one of our missionaries told years and years ago. Went over to uh, Africa, <clears throat> and they set up their medical mission. And they had one man that kept coming back to the medical mission all the time with dysentery, and then they would give him a pill, and, uh, and then he would go back home, and they say, Now, sir, do not drink the dirty river water. And he would go back and drink the dirty river water and come back with dysentery. And they would say, sir, do not drink the dirty river water. And he would drink, drink the dirty river water, come back for more dysentery, until the Holy Spirit moved his heart and he became a believer in Jesus Christ. And then he began to recognize that his body was a gift from God, a temple of the Holy Spirit that he needed to take care of. And so he didn't drink the dirty river water anymore. You see, a product of the Holy Spirit is stewardship, our care for our bodies, our care for others. It's all a product of the Holy Spirit, lives filled with good works that God has prepared for us to do. If the Holy Spirit did not exist, I would not be here. I'm a called pastor. Who called me? Well, you did. By the power of the Holy Spirit, just like the first disciples, you know, before Pentecost, Judas, of course, committed suicide and they had to choose another man. So they got together, figured out what credentials they would look, uh, look for. And before they voted, they said, Lord, show us which one you have chosen to serve. And then the Holy Spirit, by that vote, placed that man there. Mount Olive, one of our neighboring sister congregations, finally received a pastor. They put out three calls over oh, better than a year's time, and the people were getting impatient. And when I got in front of them, I told them, don't worry, don't worry. Uh, one congregation that I served, I was the 13th person to be called. The congregation was without a pastor for over two years. The Holy Spirit, working by his power, knows the exact right man for the right job at the right time for the right congregation. If no Holy Spirit, no beautiful Savior Lutheran Church, no Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. You see, the Holy Spirit calls, gathers, and enlightens the Holy Christian Church when people find out about who Jesus Christ is. They want to get together and be with other Christians to help one another in good times and in bad. Holy Spirit today, and, and by the way, you have to always remember one thing too, the Holy Spirit never really wants to take a whole lot of credit. Well, we got to give him credit, but he says, don't shine the spotlight on me. I'm here to shine the spotlight on Jesus Christ, to bring you to faith in him. Thank God, though, Holy Spirit, today, for all of your gifts. Because without you, no universe, no mankind, no human life, no virgin birth, no divine inspiration, no faith, no conversion, no works of love, no divine call, no church, no gathering of believers. But here's the warning for today. The Holy Spirit is in both the construction business and the maintenance business. The Holy Spirit builds faith in human hearts. 
and he maintains it, but he only has three tools. He has the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ, crucified and risen for the forgiveness of sins, but he only dispenses it by three tools, his word, baptism, and the Lord's Supper. Why is that so important? Because if no contact with the word or baptism of the Lord's Supper, the Holy Spirit can neither create nor sustain faith. And cut off from the means of grace, faith dies. And if faith dies, salvation is lost. Because, as Jesus says, he who believes on the Son has everlasting life. Faith comes by hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. Oh, it's so very true as scripture tells us, you can't save yourself, only God can do that. But you can continue to stay in touch with the only thing that can save you, God's means of grace, his holy word. Baptism and the Lord's Supper. Oh, Holy Spirit, continue to work faith in my heart through the gospel message of Jesus Christ so that I can continue to be your temple and serve my Savior always, both here in time and hereafter in eternity. God grant it for Jesus' sake. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. And we confess our faith this morning in the words of the uh, third article and the explanation to the third article in the Catechism. I believe in God, the Holy the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <laughs> 